Rise and shout. We're two hours away from the kickoff of BYU football. Tight trips left. Option look. Keeper Jaron. 10, 5, touchdown Cougars! Jaron Hall scores! This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. To get you ready for BYU football, let's join the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Well, it's technically good morning, but I will say good afternoon, BYU fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Today is homecoming. It's uh, overcast skies. It's a bit chilly. Rain in the forecast, but if you want to feel warm, how about we focus on the fact that BYU is ranked 10th in the country and a perfect 5-0 and today hosting the Boise State Broncos. My name is Jason Shepard. Thank you so much for joining us for BYU football. Joining me, you know him, you love him, the former BYU quarterback, our radio analyst. His name is Riley Nelson, and we are happy to have Boise State radio analyst Pete Cavender joining us right off the top of the show. Pete, thank you so much for taking a few minutes. We appreciate it. So let's start here. Two and three is not the record that we are used to seeing with Boise State. What has happened through five games, and what's the concern level right now? might be the offensive lines given up lost a game and obviously that puts you in a lot of third and long situations and you look at Boise State scoring in their three losses they've been outscored 43 to 17 in the second half in the first half Boise State scored 116 points uh, in all their games this season the second half just 47 so again it's just getting that consistency for Boise State they've been all the games they've been really close to being four and one and five and oh but unfortunately for the Broncos things haven't paved out their way and uh, they're coming in this game reeling a little bit and uh, but this would be a big morale boost for the Boise State program with first-year head coach Andy Avalos if they can get a win on the road against a top 10 opponent Pete talk a little bit more about coach Avalos and uh, how he's because one of the things about Boise uh, starting all the way back with Hawkins and then Peterson and on down the line they have been able to maintain a culture of discipline and excellence talk about what coach Avalos has done to be able to maintain that and maybe if he's inserted anything new into the Boise State football culture uh, I think he's taken a lot of that history and really trying, I think, instill it in the players. And that was big with Brian Harston, too, is really kind of appreciating the history of Boise State. But really the way how I see it, it's so easy if you're a Boise State fan or a player to kind of look at the Fiesta Bowls and kind of relish in those things. But I think this team is ready to make their own future, to kind of define themselves in the history books, how they ever they want to be defined. If they want to finish the season with five or six wins, seven wins, and maybe get to a bowl game, uh, that's their prerogative. But they want to try to get a win today and try to kind of reel off and win some games uh, as we get back into conference play next week, the Mountain West Conference, that, that's their prerogative as well. So uh, I think Andy Avalos, I think, is just trying to get uh, really his coaches and his players all comfortable with this new system that they're running. Uh, gone is the days of the shifts and motions of Boise State's offense. It's more of a run-pass option. Uh, and so, again, it's just trying, I think, getting comfortable with the new philosophies, the new, new verbiage, uh, and just trying to make sure we get that consistency, like I said earlier, that has been uh, hard to get to this, this season. 
Boise State radio analyst Pete Cavett are joining us here on Cougar pregame live. Let's focus on the offense, and I, I look at the talent on this offense. At quarterback, Bachmeyer, obviously very, very good. Shakir, wide receiver, elite talent, will certainly be playing in the National Football League. But then I look at the statistics, and I see something I'm just not used to seeing, and that's the, it's the rushing yards per game. That's something that this offense has struggled with. Only 75 yards uh, per game rushing. Why is that this year? You know, it's just been an issue, and again, it's just been those tackles for loss. It's sacks, and those count against you in rushing as well. Actually, Boise last week against Reno ran the ball pretty well. If you take away the sacks and tackles for loss, I think Boise would have had about 115 yards rushing, averaging about 4.7 yards per carry, which is which is decent, uh, but that's not what the stats go down as, is they're only averaging 75 yards rushing a game. That's 127th in the country. 2.1 yards per rush, that's 128th in the country. 1.1 yards per rush before contact. Uh, that's not good, as we all know. And so, again, it's just trying to make sure that offensive line just gets things started for Boise State's offense because, again, uh, it, you know, the play doesn't happen unless you get the snap correctly and just kind of get it off. And that's been, again, an issue for Boise. Is just so sacks, tackles for loss, bad snaps. It just always seems to put Boise State in a bad position when they seem to get rolling. And what is George Halani's status for the ball game today? Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, it's hard to say. So they've kind of kept uh, that pretty mum. He's been very kind of injury prone, I guess. Missing majority of last season. He's really missed the majority of this season as well. He was a thousand yard back his freshman year. Uh, and he's kind of a difference maker for Boise State. They have two good tailbacks, Andrew Van Buren and Cyrus Abibi Likio. Uh, Van Buren's more of kind of the short yardage type of tailback. He's a big back at 240 pounds. Uh, Habibi Likio is a transfer from Oregon who's lost a little bit of weight and has got a little bit more shifty. Uh, but there's no doubt if George Chalani plays today, and you guys see him with your eye, uh, that he's kind of that difference maker at the tailback position. So that's been a big miss for Boise State's offense too. Pete, you talked about the offensive line for Boise State and uh, the troubles that they've had in getting the momentum and starting the run. Talk about the defensive front seven. It's coming into this game, obviously. Tyler Algiers gained a lot of notoriety. He's one of the top backs so far, you know, halfway through this college football season. Uh, so what is he up against today against the Broncos' defense, especially the front seven? Well, looking at really Boise State's defense and on the D-line specifically is a lot of the Bronco fans, and I think coaches were – uh, kind of looking forward to seeing how that group would perform. They felt pretty, pretty good about that position. They felt like they had good depth there as well. Uh, but they've lost some guys to injury, and that's just kind of part of the game, as you know, Riley. Uh, and so you look at this defense, uh, the big nose, uh, nose tackle, Scott Matlock. He's a local kid from Homedale, Idaho. Uh, he's a force in the middle. And there's a couple good pass rushers as well. Isaiah Banya, he's actually uh, had three sacks last week, and he's only the, uh, I believe, the fourth Bronco that's gotten three sacks in a game the last uh, 15 seasons, so he's a good guy to uh, pressure uh, the quarterback. You look at the middle linebackers, you got Ezekiel Anoa, Riley Wimpy, uh, both kind of very physical type of guys, but not very quick laterally, and I think that's what's kind of hurt Boise State's defense is they've kind of had more of a 4-2-5 a look and just having six guys in the box, and so obviously as an offensive uh, quarterback or whoever you're going to audible it to, uh, you're going to say, let's run it against a six-man box, and so maybe Boise State puts a safety down. Uh, JL Skinner's been great. Uh, he wears number zero. He's eighth in the country uh, in tackles per game, actually the first uh, in terms of defensive backs. So maybe look for J.L. Skinner to get in the box to help kind of plug up those holes in the running game because Boise State's been giving up 191 yards per game. How has the Boise State defense handled this week in terms of preparation, not knowing who the quarterback is? And obviously as we sit and talk right now before this game, we still do not know who BYU's starting quarterback is going to be. So how have they handled that unknown? I think a lot of it just with Boise State sitting in the position they're in, two and three right now, they're probably focusing more on themselves as opposed to their opposition. 
Uh, there's obviously a lot of warts uh, on the Boise State squad that they're trying to get figured out and trying to get cleared, obviously. And so I think this Boise State, of course, they scouted BYU. Of course, I'm sure they looked at all three quarterbacks. But I think the majority of this week's preparation with just focusing on themselves and how we can be better prepared and uh, execute better in game day. Pete, uh, going a little bit uh, higher level as far as the Boise State football program's um, concerned, it was announced, obviously, that they will stay with the Mountain West. There's no plans, no interviews, or at least nothing that's been made public. As uh, of for today, now. right. Yeah, for <laughs> now. So uh, that move to stay with the Mountain West strategically for what is probably additional realignment, uh, you know, moves happening in the future. How do you think that positions Boise both today and for uh, future moves? Well, there's no doubt that Boise is one of the bigger brands uh, in the West Coast, just like BYU, and I think it's a matter of time until – uh, Boise State gets maybe nabbed up by maybe the Pac-12 goes to 16 or maybe the Big 12 wants to do a second round of expansion. And so, again, it's just I think always trying to build towards the future. And you look at Boise State uh, really from an administration standpoint, they have a new athletic director, Jeremiah Dickey. It's his second year. Uh, Marlene Trump, I believe it's her third or fourth year, who's the president of the university. And I think they're trying to just get to the mindset of attacking the future. And that's one thing about Boise State is they've never been fine with just status quo. They've always wanted to push the limits and try to grow. And uh, you know, obviously Boise State's had tons of success since they got in the FBS ranks just in 1996. Uh, and again, I'm sure an invite to the Big 12 or Pac-16 potentially would be a welcome invite, of course. But uh, Boise State is, is very happy, I think, with their membership in the Mount West Conference as of today. Uh, but we'll see what the Mount West Conference does to kind of solidify themselves. In my mind, if you ask me kind of personally, what I'd like to see is I don't want to see the Mount West invite any other uh, football membership, I, but I'd like to see them add some basketball. So maybe with BYU leaving for the Big 12, maybe Gonzaga is willing to listen to the Mount West and maybe another basketball team like Wichita State. So if you ask me what I'd like to see the Mount West do, it would be uh, sending an invite to uh, Gonzaga and Wichita State to join for basketball. Hey, realignment, conference affiliation changes. It's uh, it's the way of, uh, of college athletics these days. And uh, certainly it is uh, it is not done. I think uh, we're all pretty safe in saying that. Pete, great stuff. Thank you so much for the insight. We'll let you go and have a great call today. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. There we go. Pete Cavender, radio analyst for the Boise State Broncos, joining us here on Cougar Pre-Game Live. We will take a quick break. When we come back, more of today's game headlines. We were talking with Pete about the unknown status for BYU's quarterback. We will get into that a little bit more when we come back. This is Cougar Pre-Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. Coming to you live from Cougar Canyon outside Lavelle Edwards Stadium. A big matchup today, a rivalry matchup, if you will. Number 10, BYU hosting Boise State to Cougars 5-0. Oh, the Broncos coming in with a record of 2-3. Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Before the Cougars face the Broncos, let's get to more of today's game headlines. All right, Riley, just mentioned it. BYU ranked 10th in both the AP and the coaches poll. Another year where BYU is ranked in the top 10, and they deserve every bit of that ranking. This will also be the 12th meeting between these two schools. The Broncos lead the series overall 7-4. and four. However, the Cougars have won the last two matchups, and, and this really has been a very good series. 
And even though the Broncos have the advantage, uh, and a lot of those wins have, have come you know, within the last 20 years or so. I mean, it kind of spaced out a little bit. Now they're playing every year. Uh, but uh, more times than not, these games are very, very um, close and highly contested for both. Yeah, and I don't expect any different today. A lot of Cougar fans have talked to me this week. They said, you know, BYU's obviously they're undefeated and they're ranked 10, but I just want to see them, you know, put the pedal down on someone. And I, I, that may eventually happen. I don't think it's going to happen here today. Boise State's backed against the corner. They're obviously very unhappy with the way their season's gone to this point. They still they they feel they still have a good chance to have a very good season and you know try and get back into ranked and all those things that Boise's been known for for the many years. But I expect this game to be another one in what has been an extremely fiercely contested contest or rivalry the other major storyline and it's been a storyline with BYU for the last three weeks the only difference this week is three quarterbacks are involved in whether or not they will be the starting quarterback we obviously saw last week at Utah State with Baylor Romney getting injured going into halftime Jacob Conover made his BYU debut against the Aggies in Logan Cougars ended up getting the win so the question this week is which quarterback is going to start? Well, as of right now, we do not know. What we do know is that if Jaron Hall is healthy enough to play, he is the starter. Offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick has said that many times. He is the starter, uh, but we will see. Right now, I guess I would ask you, we've obviously seen what we get from Jaron. We know how good Baylor has been. We saw a half of Jacob Conover, and it was in a situation in which he certainly was not expecting to go into the game. What do you expect regardless of quarterback today? I expect the offensive game plan to be very offensive line driven, I guess, in the sense that I know they're going to, they, I think Boise, or I think Utah is going to want to come out and pound. I think BYU is going to want to come out and ground and pound against Boise State today. So whoever the quarterback is needs to be able to make sure there are no pre-snap penalties. They keep the offense moving forward. They make sure they know which way the run checks are going and then not make any catastrophic mistakes that gives Boise State any kind of momentum in this game. I think all three guys are capable of doing that. I, like you, don't know who who will be out there today, but with the number of weapons and the play of the offensive line, uh, whoever's out there just needs to trust in the other 10 guys they're sharing the field with, and I think that'll be good enough to get the job done. Are you telling me that having a running back like Tyler Algier and a guy like Lopini Katoa backing him up is is a good thing to have regardless of the quarterback that, that it increases your margin for error gives you a little bit of buffer against uh, the you know for the production of your offense i don't know it's we're speculating yes certainly speculating and <laughs> what we can say and this is what the coaches have said head coach kalani satake said this at the beginning of the week when he was asked about the quarterbacks he said I, I, none of the three have been ruled out so this is not something where so-and-so is definitely ruled out obviously we are hoping to know a little bit more within the next hour uh, and that some of those answers may come when we talk with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, coming up in about a half an hour or so after he talks with head coach Kalani Satake. We will all sort of wait and see with bated breath as to who will be the BYU starting quarterback. And now let's focus on the Boise State Broncos as we talked about a very surprising 2-3 and three record. Wins versus UTEP and then at Utah State. But then losses at UCF, a game in which they dominated the first half, I believe led 21-0 in that game. Then lost to Oklahoma State, a game that if a whistle had not been blown, Boise State would have won that game because they, they picked up a fumble and returned it for a touchdown. It should not have been called dead. The head-scratcher, and this is what Pete Kavner talked about, the head-scratcher was Nevada. I did not see Nevada going into Boise and winning the way they did. So some, some head-scratching losses and a head-scratching record 
but as you said, a dangerous team. Yeah, and I mean, I've been on teams where you have a bunch of close losses and you're trying to justify your way out, but bottom line is, at the end of the day, you didn't get the job done. And so this is a Boise State team that has not proven that they can find a way to win. Rather, as you just illustrated, Shep, they've probably found ways to lose or right. let the they game have. slip away. And so against a team like BYU that has had... Look, they're not flashy and they're not scoring 50 points a game, but, man, they don't give a lot of opportunities. We've talked about, the, you know, in the third quarter there might be some lulls here and there, but they've answered every bell. They've they've kept control of the, of the game, of the momentum, and that's going to be something very hard for a Boise State team that has let momentum slip away to game back on the road here in Provo today. Up next in Cougar Cuts, an Idaho native voices his opinion about continuing the BYU-Boise State rivalry. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. By listening to BYU Radio on your smart speaker. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Shep and Riley with you coming to you outside Lavelle Edwards Stadium here at Cougar Canyon. We have people walking around. We have people stopping by to listen to the pregame show. You can all hear me, right? Yes? Okay, all right. We're going to get you involved so that when you go home tonight after a BYU victory, you can all say that you were on the radio today. So on the count of three, we're going to give a go Cougars, all right? Okay, and I want as loud as you possibly can on the count of three, all right? One, two, three. That's what I'm talking about. There we go. Congratulations. You're all on the pregame show today. And it's time for Cougar Cuts. And one of the themes that we've discussed a lot this season has been the depth of this BYU team. And we've talked about it because they've, they have it. We've also talked about it, Riley, because they've had to use it. Morgan Piper says that the team knew that it would be ready when called upon. We know that we got to be deep. You know, going into the season, we knew we were playing seven power fives. And then the group of five teams that we play really are the caliber, I feel like, of power five teams. And so we knew that we were going to have to have depth. And I think everyone knew their role going into the season could change. Um, and we all needed to, to prepare and, and play like we were, you know, going to be the one or two that week. And so I think that what our coaches have always done a good job of doing is, is preparing us and letting know, hey, your time's going to come. Um, and when it comes, you know, you got to be ready. You got to be ready for that time. You can't let the, the moment be too big for you. So it's really comforting, too, knowing you got a coaching staff at BYU that, that believes in their players and, and puts trust in them. Even though they do have limited experience, they instill that trust in you and that belief in you. And, and that just makes you want to go out and just ball for your coaches, man, and just uh, make them proud. In Riley, this, this team, the depth, as I mentioned, they, they have it and they've had to use it. And more times than not this year, the depth has stepped up. Most definitely has at all different think, – I think about the string of injuries in the defensive secondary, and yet, for example, Caleb Hayes was – he was – I mean, 
he was like the fifth corner, and he was the defensive player of the game against Utah State last <laughs> week. And then you think about James Empey, who's the senior leader on this offensive line, and he's down. Connor Pace steps in, and it felt like the offensive line hardly missed a beat. I mean, especially judging by the performance of Tyler Algier, and we've routinely seen the hockey line change of nine players in, nine players out on defense. It's been well documented uh, playing the three different quarterbacks this year and them being called on. So uh, kudos to the coaching staff. And then kudos, as Morgan said, kudos to these players for recognizing for not uh, oftentimes when you get labeled as a backup coming out of training camp or something the tendency is to feel sorry for yourself you get sour maybe your dedication to your preparation week in week out wanes a little bit that has not happened in the slightest for this cougar team this year agree or disagree i think this is one of the other positive byproducts and there were a lot of positive things that happened last year but i think because byu was able to dominate the opposition as much as they did and in the second half you know, you were able to get some of these other players in for depth. And obviously you dealt with injuries last year, and so p- players played that way as well. But I think that has helped immensely getting those guys not just reps at the end of a game that doesn't matter, but significant reps. I think that's paying dividends this year. Without a doubt, again, to it was well documented coming into the season. We haven't talked about it much you know this year because things are somewhat back to normal but kudos to tom homo and kalani satake for cobbling together that schedule when everybody else gave up on trying to play during the pandemic because they are not only are those dividends being paid this year but i think we're going to see them for the next two to three years all right surprise still talking about the quarterback situation this week and regardless if it's jaron baylor or jacob tiny and isaac rex says the offense has confidence in all of them well i have faith in any one of those quarterbacks whether it's jacob or baylor or uh jaron if whichever one's healthy i know they're going to play great and we got their backs and we'll be ready to help them so i'm not overly worried and i know the team isn't so we're just excited for whoever gets the opportunity to and we know they're going to play well look and i I take isaac rex at his word and because we've seen it the offense has moved now again jacob's situation was a little different because he came in at, at, the, at halftime and was, you know, pretty cold in terms of, you know, having just a couple, you know, throws to warm up. But, you know, the other two have already proven what they can do. This offense has confidence in the offense, and I think that bodes well for whoever the quarterback is. And they should have every reason to. I probably one of the most mentioned names uh, by me on last week's broadcast on air was Aaron Roderick. I felt yeah. like his ability, and, and keep in mind, when I say Coach Roderick, I mean the entire offensive staff. I know Steffi's in there, Coach Clark and Harvey, and you know I, I know everybody's helping out there, but their ability to, to dial up plays for their playmakers is it just makes life so much easier on you you don't feel an extra pressure as a player to have to do something extra because it's in those moments where you feel like you have to do something extra outside of your assignment where mistakes are often made they're made with the best of intentions someone trying to make a play to cover up for a perceived weakness somewhere else but this BYU offense has not including all the quarterbacks that have played have never been in that position and that's a tremendous credit to the staff and their preparation of these players but also the in-game play calling and strategy that has been so masterfully done Finally, the BYU-Boise State series, as Riley and I were talking about, it's been a fun one and something that both teams hope continues in the future. And obviously there's a little bit of an unknown, certainly because of BYU uh, starting in 2023, joining the Big 12 Conference. A lot of those things, whether it's Boise State, whether it's Utah, whether it's Utah State, a lot of those things are still up in the air. But everybody hopes that it continues. And Idaho native Morgan Piper says he loves this rivalry. 
It's, it's a fun game where you just you, you get excited to play them. It's uh and, and it's especially exciting to to get them at home too with our fans because we know that they're going to take it seriously and 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 it's just going to be a fun time, especially you know at, on ABC you know one thirty. It's going to be. It'll be fun, and so I don't think it's going to take a lot for us to to get up for games like this. We hope that um, we can continue this rolling. You know, it's not really up to me, but if I could play Boise State every year, I'd absolutely love to, just because it's a fun game and it's it's always a quality game with two quality teams going at it. All right, coming up next, he's as humble as they come, yet he will destroy you if you're on the opposing offense. Up next, I talk with Atunaisa Mahe. Next in Shep Talk, this is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Atunaisa Mahe had big shoes to fill, both literally and figuratively, replacing Kairos Tonga on BYU's defensive line. Now, needless to say, he has done just fine. After sitting out last season with a blood clot in his brain, Mahe is back and wreaking havoc on opposing offensive lines. This week's Shep Talk is with the big yet humble Atunaisa Mahe. Nice after missing the South Florida game. How good was it to get back out on the field and get that win at Utah State? Man, it's always good to, you know, coming off of injury and being able to to play again with the boys. It's always a a wonderful feeling. And then also just to play, you know, in the atmosphere at Utah State. Very hostile atmosphere, very fun atmosphere. And so I was just glad to be a part of that and uh, to be a part of the, the team win. You guys got the win. You're now 5-0. and I'm curious uh, from a personal standpoint, how has this season gone for you? Personal standpoint, I feel like for the most part, uh, I've just been really trying to uh, to be an asset to the team, you know, as far as uh, fulfilling my role, fulfilling my 111th. And so I feel like for the most part, I've, I've, done, I've done good. Uh, still, there's a lot of improvement to go around, but I feel like every player feels like that on the team. And so... But I mean, it just feels back to it. Just feels good to be back in pads and hitting and, and and playing and winning. You obviously were stepping into a role that Kairos Tonga had last year. To say that you've done a good job, I think, is an understatement. You have been such a disruptor. What have the coaches asked you to do this season? First off, they just asked me to stay healthy. <laughs> uh, uh, but also, just um, you know, if I. Uh, I, I take pride, I take a lot of pride in, in having our backers, you know, stepping up and, and, and making those big time plays. And so that that's where that's where my head is at. You know, as long as I'm taking on a double team or a triple team, even sometimes um, I'm, I'm totally fine with it because uh, I know that my backers have my back. And so uh, I'm, do, I'm just doing my best to, to be an asset to my backers. Those are my boys. <laughs> Before I ask this question, I, I want to uh, plug the deep blue that you did with BYU TV. That was one of my favorite ones. There was a lot um, that you talked about in terms of your family situation as well as your, your health situation. So I encourage if you have not seen the deep blue on NISA, I, I highly recommend going to uh, BYUtv.org or the BYU TV app and checking that out. It was phenomenal. So NISA, having said that, after having to sit out last season with the blood clot, how much more have you appreciated not just the winning that the team has had this year, but simply being able to play? 
you know, honestly, words cannot describe uh, the gratitude that I have, uh, but just really grateful for my coaches, really grateful for my family and also to God being able to have this opportunity. It's just been, it's been fun every day. Every day is a new day to get better and to be able to uh, become a better player, uh, to be a better asset to the team. And so it's just been, it's been awesome. And we've, we have fun. I think that's the one thing that, you know, that just keeps us rolling is that all of us are having fun and have a good connection with each other and we're just all rolling. So I feel like everything's starting to get, come into sync. Yeah, we're just, we're just uh, having fun every week. Winning is certainly a lot of fun. I'm, I, I know that for a fact. So you guys have Boise State coming up this week, and this is a team that has been on BYU's <laughs> schedule every year, even last year. And I know you obviously you didn't get to play in that game, but you know, even through the pandemic, uh, BYU and Boise State played each other. I'm curious how you guys as a team view the Broncos, because I know that you do view them as one of your rivals, but is it to the same level as Utah and Utah State because they're in-state, or or is it a little different? I will say to an extent, you know, it is a little different just because, you know, Utah with the whole streak thing, Utah State being, you know, both being Utah teams. But as far as uh, seeing them as a competitor, they, I feel like it's just it's right up there. Uh, we, we definitely don't undermine uh, the, the Broncos. We feel like they're a really good team. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to come out every every year and be able to play them and to see where we are and to see uh, where we stand uh, as far as playing against them because they have elite players. And um, so it's definitely a fun rivalry. And just like every rivalry, we take it seriously and uh, we try to prepare the right way so that we'll, uh, we'll have a good outcome. So, yeah, definitely the Broncos are. They're, they're a really good team. Ironically enough, the last time Boise State was in Provo, they were the ranked team, and then BYU beat them to knock them off. So now you're the ranked team, and you know they're looking to return the favor. What type of game do you expect from them? Yeah, no, I definitely remember that game. That was actually the year that I played was my first game, and that was a hectic environment. It was just awesome to be a part of, and so I'm, I know for sure this uh, this time around, you know, they they are looking to return that favor, but um, at the same time, we're just treating it like like another game. We're not undermining them. And uh, we know that they're going to give us their all, which I feel like they do every week and which is what we do every week. So it's it's going to be a fun, intense and physical game and uh, super excited. All right, nice. So let's wrap things up with the final four. This week, the team is going to go in the all-Navy uniform combination, which I'm so excited about. This is one of the ones I've been looking most forward to seeing you guys wear. But my question to you is, what is your favorite BYU uniform combination. And I'd have to say either the all royal or the all white. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a solid colors kind of guy. So I, if it's all royal, I think it looks clean. And if it's all if it's a white out, I think it looks awesome and looks good on camera. <laughs> all right, the song, group, or artist that you were embarrassed to admit that you like. Embarrassed to admit that I like. Uh, to be honest, okay, I'm not gonna be ashamed of this. Uh, but uh, I do listen to Olivia Rodrigo. She's an artist. Uh, she starred on the Disney Plus. I, I listen to Olivia Rodrigo. I pretty much memorize all her songs. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, I mean, y'all can hate all you want, but she's a good artist and she's a great singer. <laughs> I don't know anybody that's going to even come close to trying to get in your face about that. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't see anybody coming up and trying to challenge you on that. So I think you're going to be just fine. Yeah, I think, I think she's awesome. But people, people get on me all the time. We play this one song. We play this one game. Where uh, you know, we try to guess the the artist and the the song of the artist while we're watching film sometimes, and every time her her name pops up, I already get it. I'm the first one to get it. So, <laughs> all right, who's your favorite athlete, past or present? My favorite athlete. I've been following Aaron Donald since his junior year at Pitt. 
I've been I've been following him ever since then, back in like 2012, 2013. And then when 2014, when he got drafted, I became a LA Rams fan. I was probably in middle school or something like that when I was in, in uh, St. Louis. So I've been following Aaron Donald for quite some time now. Uh, I always looked at Trent Cole. He played for the he played for the Eagles back then. Mm-hmm. Probably even plays now, but um, just a lot of those players, and of course all, all of my Polynesian football players who are in the, uh, who are in the NFL, like Troy Polamalu, all of them. Yeah, those are those are my guys. I, I watch every single one of them. But Aaron Donald, presently, uh, even to this day, Aaron Donald still, you know, he's proven why he's the best. So yep, best defensive uh, player, and some believe maybe the best player in the National Football League right now. So that's certainly a good one. All right, nice. The last one. The best thing about being a part of the BYU football team is what? Oh man, brotherhood, love, the love that we have for each other, uh, and the trust that we have for each other. I feel like they go hand in hand. But all of us are just willing. Uh, you know, we've we've grinded out all these days together. We've uh, shed blood, sweat, and tears with each other. Uh, so the camaraderie that all of us have with each other, I think that's something that's special. I'll never forget, uh, even after leaving. So um, that's one thing I'm grateful for. Nice. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes. You are a joy to watch on the field, and you are as uh, humble a person I have ever spoken to. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much, and uh, good luck against the Broncos. Man, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I'm such a big fan of his, and why wouldn't you be with everything that he's gone through? And again, if you have not seen the deep blue uh, on him and his um, his family and his injury situation, I highly recommend you taking eight minutes in and going on BYUtv.org or the app and checking it out. It is phenomenal. From an on-the-field standpoint, Riley, he obviously missed the one game against South Florida, but he has been everything that you would have wanted at that position and nose tackle for BYU this year. He's eaten up blocks. He's been a disruptor. He's stopped the run. He's been able to even – He uh, keep in mind, when you play that position, you're there's – there's rarely an expectation that you get to the quarterback, and he's been able to deliver on that a couple times this year. Uh, not to mention, I think he's looked to as, if not one of, the leader for that defensive line, which has performed so uh, admirably for BYU this year. Up next with the QB read, Riley keeps the home fires burning, which, let's be honest, with as chilly as it is right now, would feel awesome. QB read with Riley coming up next is Cougar Pregame Live. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. Presented as always by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And uh, Riley, Cougar fans do not need to be reminded how good of a home field advantage BYU has. And... uh, that's somewhat of the focus of your QB read today. Yeah, as I was thinking about what topic we wanted to chat about for the QB read this week, I thought, obviously, Boise has one of the most unique home field advantages with the blue turf, right? There's a lot to be made of it. But what makes the blue turf even more formidable is the fans. And then the second thing, so talk about Boise's home field advantage. Obviously, BYU haven't gone and played up there and taken care of business on the road last year. And then the second thing that made me want to talk about this is we are, this is the sixth game of the season, fourth home game for BYU it's crazy so they're about to embark where they've enjoyed the comfort of their very own home they're about to embark on the next six games where that's flipped yep. only two more uh, Idaho State and Virginia at home and then four on the road so I wanted to talk a little bit maybe give some insight into 
what exactly home field advantage means for a player beyond what the average fan may know. First and foremost, I think uh, this is no surprise to anybody, but the crowd. That's the biggest home field advantage. And the Rock this year and everybody who's attended uh, BYU football this year has been absolutely – I mean, you've heard it from people who've been attending games here for 30, 40 years saying, I've never heard it that loud. I'd never personally have been to a game, you know, in my couple of decades in attending games at Lavelle Edwards Stadium where we saw, I think it was three straight, and on one drive, and on uh, two drives, there was five false start penalties. Yes, against Arizona State. State. I mean, it was it was absolutely tremendous. So obviously, the crowd is a home field advantage. But as a player, how does this affect you? Well, one of the big things is, and I'm thinking more for BYU about to head on the road, uh, you know, for the next four out of the next six, but. Things that you wouldn't understand, like, just kind of mess with you on game day, the locker room situation, the visiting locker room. I I tell you, Chef, I've been in some, and keep in mind, I played at, like, the transition era where we still had stadiums built in, like, the 70s and 80s, and the bathroom situations, you wouldn't believe. Like, only cold water, that kind of stuff? Or just a toilet in a wall. No stalls. So if you have to use the facilities. So no privacy is no, what you're saying. No privacy. Okay. Talking okay. about getting dressed in situations okay. where, like, like, man, if you make the wrong turn, you're about to go, you, you know, you're about to go belly to belly with, you know, your lineman. Now, look, you're, you're close with your lineman, but you, nobody wants to be that close. Look, yeah, there's team chemistry, but there is a line. Yeah. So the, the locker room is a situation that can provide a distinct advantage. It, by the way, Lavelle Edwards, extremely accommodating to our opponents. They're not in any kind of those precarious situations. Uh, another element is the sideline. Different sidelines have different space. They're oriented differently. When you're at home, one of the things that's great for BYU is you know exactly where your favorite, where the trainer is that makes your favorite type of Gatorade, right? Some <laughs> some make it a little bit thicker. Some make it a little more watered down and everywhere in between. But you know right where to go and get that. The mixture is so important. People don't realize how that mixture helps. And and the, and the trainers do a great job of providing a different mixture for, for the different players that need it. But just a, a familiarity, right? You've got the same benches. You've got the same chairs. You meet at the same places. When you go on the road, all that gets tossed upside down. And I know it doesn't seem like a big thing, but it just adds to kind of this subconscious stress of competition. Another thing from a quarterback perspective, just orientation within the stadium. Where are the play clocks? You know, where for wide receivers, they're used to look for, you know, when you're at home for BYU, you're used to looking back and seeing a certain backdrop as the ball is coming down at the air. We saw it once against uh, in the uh, Las Vegas game. I can't remember who, I, I believe it was Gunner, but he looked back and was unable to find the ball because it was new surroundings. So uh, that's another element. And then um, the, the last thing I'll say, and because these guys are extremely important, but they're also perhaps the most sensitive of the bunch, is kickers. A, a kicker, <laughs> he needs the right playing surface. You were saying, Shep? No, no, no. Go ahead. No. Oh, I was going to say. I, I was I was, <laughs> I was gonna about to, I was about to say. Not surprised kickers. Yeah, so not surprised. I mean, they're they're so finicky about their plant foot. How does how does the ball sit in the grass? Punters. Or, Johnny Linehan right now is listening to this on his way to the game, just seething. Well, I was gonna say, and he they're always they in your home stadium. You know which way the wind swirls. You know how much to give into it when you're with the wind. When you're against the wind on the road, it all kind of goes out the window, and you're in competition trying to get a feel for those different dynamics. But uh, lastly, the the best thing about playing at home is that is something that's called competitive memory. In in other words, because you play at home half of the games and then you play at six different stadiums, you have memory, you have competitive memories of success. Most all your players have made a big play here in Lavelle Edwards Stadium and relying on that 
uh, on that competitive memory in big spots helps calm your fears. It lessens the unknowns and prepares you more to be able to make that big play when that big play is needed. You know one of the reasons I love home games so much is because I get to hang out with you guys, and that includes the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, who will join us coming up. Will we have clarity on BYU's starting quarterback? We will find out next as Cougar Pregame Live continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. All right, for everybody that's uh, that's joining us in front here at Cougar Canyon, uh, why don't you come up a little bit? Let's get a little closer. We've got uh, some big news for you. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, is joining us. First and foremost, Greg, thank you uh, once again for joining us outside and braving the elements. I appreciate it. Oh, it's always my pleasure. I can compensate being cold for a few seconds by knowing I'm going to be in the warm booth with Riley for the next five or six hours. That so. is true. And you also have just uh, finished your pregame conversation, which everyone will be able to hear in its entirety, coming up in about uh, about 45 minutes or so. Uh, and you've talked with Kalani, and you have some personnel information that you can now pass along. I can tell you that James Empey is back at center today. (laughs) (laughs) And he is. He is. That is true. That is not, we're not pretending. So you all know that I prepare my spotting boards, right? Yes. These are are, uh, intricately prepared, uh, painstaking, and I try and make them as accurate as possible. And and uh, and so I, I put Jaron Hall as my starting quarterback okay. this week. Okay. And it turns out that's the situation. So uh, Jaron Hall is the starting quarterback today. Yeah. So uh, so Jaron's back. That's great news. Uh, he's had a couple of weeks uh, to get well, and so Jaron will will start. Kalani will make this all kind of more official in our pregame interview. We'll hear more of what Kalani has to say about it. But uh, uh, Jaron Hall with Jacob Conover as the backup, and Baylor Romney won't be dressing today. Um, it'll be Sol J. Mayava as the third string. Uh, Baylor is ideally ready for next week at well, Baylor. So uh, that's the plan right now is to have Jaron go today and, again, get his center back so you'll have the traditional starting center and QB uh, when this game begins here this afternoon. Very nice. What about uh, the rest of the offensive line? I think they were, we were missing. Yeah, the... Harris Lachance is still going to be out yeah. for a bit. So uh, Campbell Barrington at, uh, at right tackle. Uh, no Mason Wake yet, and Kalani hopes that Mason's back for the Baylor game as well. So you're down a tight end slash tight end fullback there. Uh, Isaac Rex, Dallin Holker, Carter Wheat, Lane Lunt would be your guys there, so still no Mason. Uh, but everyone else is uh, good to go. Uh, it's a pretty deep group right now, and, and uh, five, six games in now, you're getting a quarterback back, even though you do lose Baylor for a week. I think uh, Kalani feels pretty good about how things shape up right now, all things considered, having lost Keenan Peely for the year and things like that. So, yeah, it's a good lineup, and uh, we'll see how it all shakes out here when this game gets going. I do know that we talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the numbers say what you can do against Boise, which is run it and run it pretty well. And and to me, the, the barometer game becomes that Utah State game last week. Utah State really ran it well against Boise and they could not get it going against BYU. Um, and, and so what kind of an indication is that about Boise State's run defense? And can BYU look like the Utah State team did and just kind of big chunks against Boise, whereas the Aggies couldn't do much against BYU last week? So that's what I really want to see first is how much do they rely on the run game? And, you know, if you're, quote-unquote, easing Jaron back in, which you're really not. I mean, they wouldn't start him unless he's a full go. Uh, and the weather being what it is, it gets a little squirrely. 
maybe it's a game you do rely more on the run game if it's working for you, as it has worked for most against uh, the Broncos this year. In our Know the Foes segment, Pete Cavender for uh, the Boise analysis or analyst mentioned that Boise has had a tough time establishing the run. So we know BYU establishing a run against their defense. What about BYU's defensive front seven? Obviously got Batty last last week. Are we missing anybody? Do we get anybody else back, or is it the same? It's it's pretty much the same group. You might see uh, Jacob Palu where you didn't see – or you might see Jacob Palu if you don't see John Nelson today. Uh, but I, I, I've got 12 guys listed on my board right now for defensive linemen, and, and you know all 12 might see a snap today the way it goes. But, uh, no, it's a pretty healthy group right there now, too. Uh, you might consider your, your, your main men – uh, to be Lopale Atawa, Lorenzo Fawatea, Pepe Tonovasa, uh, Earl Tuyo Timariner, Atanaisa Mahe, Gabe Summers, Tyler Batty. That might be your top group. But then Caden Haas is right there. Caden has had starter snaps as well. So Caden's right there. And then you you finish it off with uh, Blake Mangelson, Alden Tofa, Jacob Paulu, Fisher Jackson, and uh, John Nelson when he's healthy. So with the way BYU is playing right now, with every win that the BYU puts in the W column, Every game, the next game is always another opportunity to get better. Let's talk about today's opportunity. You're obviously ranked number 10 right now in both polls. You are 5-0. and You are the national television game on ABC, and everybody can certainly sync up their uh, the radio broadcast with the TV, so that's uh, certainly an option. We hope you can do that. If the TV's ahead of the radio, uh-huh. just pause your live pause TV it. until we catch up. If the radio's ahead of the TV and you're listening on an app, pause on the yep. BYU radio app, which is probably the best for that, I think, and then unpause it when the TV catches up. Anyway. That's, there's the ways that you can do it, and you can enjoy the best of both worlds. Yeah. What type of opportunity is this? Even though Boise State is 2-3, and three, Boise State is still a name in right. college football. A lot of people are going to get to see this. This is a big opportunity once again for BYU. Yeah, it's huge, especially if a team like Oklahoma were to lose in front of BYU in the top ten this week. Every undefeated team that's a named team that ends up putting a one in their loss column while the Cougars stay clean uh, just puts BYU deeper and deeper into the conversation about New Year's Six and things that BYU really isn't able to be able to talk about uh, with a lot of certainty or regularity. And so that's you know that, that that's the biggest part of it. Uh, Boise State gets a lot of respect for a two and three team playing on the road uh, today. Uh, the odds makers have Boise anywhere five and a half to six as an underdog. And normally, if you're a team with a losing record going on the road against a, a top ten undefeated team, you're talking two touchdown spread usually. And that's not the case this week. So there's a lot of respect for Boise because it's still Boise. And Bachmeyer is a top ten passing QB right now for a lot of good reasons. And BYU. Uh, while they have a winning record against Boise here in Provo, have a losing record all time against Boise State, the Cougars do. So there's a lot of reasons to say it's a closer game. Um, two of the computers I look to this week both have BYU winning by five or six points, um, low 30s to, to, to mid-20s. And so that's the kind of game that's being expected today. I'm really anxious and curious to see how this thing will turn out again because I think Boise shows a true vulnerability that they haven't necessarily shown in the past, and all you have to do is look to the record. It's been 20 years since Boise's been 2-3 and three to open a year. And how often does Boise lose two games at home before you get into mid-October? So these are things that show it's not quite the same. It's a first-year uh, head coach. Mm-hmm. They've been injured. Uh, they're banged up on the offensive line and at running back. Um, Nevada got after him pretty good last week uh, at home. So there's a lot of re- – and the way Utah State ran it against Boise, these are all things to say that maybe there's a little more there um, you know, to it than, than just saying Boise's Boise. This may not be the same Boise team we've seen for many, many years. But I want to, you know, I'll, 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 I'll believe it when I see it, I think is what they say. So, yeah. So, uh, I, and I know you didn't have an opportunity to talk with Coach Avalos, but I want to talk running backs for a little bit. First of all, 
Holani for boy on the Boise State side. What do you know about his about his availability? And then on BYU side, I do expect just because of the weather this to be a little bit of a ground and pound game. We've seen heavy doses of Algier. Uh, do you expect to see uh, more Katoa and then even maybe some McChesney or Ropati in the mix? Yeah, how deep is BYU that that great really really good running backs like Ropati and, and McChesney haven't seen a snap yet? Um, in part because BYU's been playing you know close games against really good opponents. But when you do get to that point, maybe it comes today where those guys have to play. You'll see just how deep this running back room is. George Holani is still a bit of a mystery. Uh, he left after, I think, his fourth snap, uh, his fourth run against Nevada last week, and they said some kind of pull. And I saw him get up a little slow, and he was already banged up. Hasn't really quite looked the same yet this year. Um, didn't play against BYU last year. Missed last year's game, too. So, you know, his health is a real issue. And, again, left early and never came back. And, and they're not really saying one way or the other about his availability or not. But there's some doubt that he'd be able to play today. They're just not a big play run team. Um, Cyrus Habibi Likio, the, uh, the the Oregon transfer, his long runs 10 yards. He's averaging under three yards a carry. Andrew Van Buren's averaging 2.5 yards a carry. He's a he's a, he's a four and five yard guy. Long run of 22. 240 pounds. Yeah. Yes, he's a big plotter. Uh, Tyler Crow's long run is 16. Doesn't see a lot of snaps. So the run game's just not there for for Boise State right now. Whereas BYU's got uh, a ton of depth and guys you haven't even seen yet. So. I think if it were just come down to ground game versus ground game and the BYU were effective doing it, why would you go away from it? Greg, great stuff as always. Hey, uh, so for those here at Cougar Canyon, Greg and Riley are now going to leave me. They're going to head upstairs to go to the press box. Before they go, can we get a, a round of applause oh, and some hooting and hollering? Thanks. That's what I'm talking about. Guys, great stuff as always. Thanks for, uh, thanks, for the help Jeff. as always. Appreciate yep. it. There we go. We will take a very quick timeout on the other side. We will talk with Mitchell Jurgens. We'll get his take on today's matchup as the Cougars get ready to host the Boise State Broncos on the new skin. By Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Cougars hosting the Boise State Broncos. Boise State 2-3, and three, BYU 5-0, and, oh, and number 10 in college football. Jason Shepard with you. Outside of Cougar Canyon, just uh, outside of Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the west side of the stadium. And joining me now, former receiver who, uh, I don't know, may have had some history with Boise State. Uh, we may or may not get into that. He also is our sideline reporter. He is Mitchell Jurgens. Mitchell, Boise State, when you know the Broncos are coming, you get a smile on your face, don't you? Hey, this this is my favorite game right here. <laughs> and why would that be? I, I, I can't understand why you would have such fond memories of Boise State. You know, not sure, Jason, but uh, this game, I, I mean, y you talk about it. I think we're going to even talk about it here in a little bit, but th this is a rivalry game, right? And, and this is the third rivalry game this season, yes. um, you know, in-state with Utah and Utah State. I mean, this this is just a fun atmosphere, 5-0, and ranked number 10. Um, it doesn't get better than this. So how many times, when, when people come up to you and they either recognize you or they find out that you're Mitchell Jurgens. How quickly does Starman <laughs> against Boise State come up? Um, I, I mean, I'd probably say 99% of the time because there's always the one that doesn't, um, but uh, always. And, you know, I, I, I'm happy for that, right? This is a, this is a you know, I had a great BYU career. It was fun. It was, I did so much more than I could have ever even imagined, um, you know, blessed with opportunities. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely the focal point. I love, uh, you know, conversing with fans about, the Boise game and and hearing their stories of how excited they were in the atmosphere at, at Lavelle it was just um, it was awesome so so this may not necessarily be easy to answer because it's usually not just one thing it's a combination of a lot of things but 
in your opinion, what do you believe is the biggest reason that BYU enters today undefeated and ranked 10th? You know, Jason, you took the words out of my mouth. Uh, it's it's way too hard to pinpoint one thing. Before I get to what I view as, as the biggest reason, I want to just touch on a few things that have had that we've seen that's been a huge factor in that, right? The offensive line and Tyler Algier. You've got to couple those together because Tyler's been amazing, right? Tyler's Tyler, one of the best running backs in the country, but he doesn't do what he can do without the offensive line. You even go back to last week. We were down two key offensive starters on the offensive line and the offensive line still came out and dominated and and they what they've done this whole season they've set the tone I think for every single football game and what they're doing it it has to be talked about Um, you know the skill positions as well you go to um, you know Neil Gunner Puka Isaac Rex I mean just to name a few but they're all improving and and to have that skill set at receiver and tight end I mean the, the offense is so deadly and um and, and playing such a role into the success so far. Um, defensively, I think the biggest thing is they're not giving up a lot of points, right? Yeah. To average less than 20 points against so far, this is, I mean, the defense is playing incredibly. And the special teams, maybe a hot take here, but I think Ryan Rico could be one of the best players, or if not the best player, on the BYU roster for his position. I mean, he's just, he's lights out at punter. Um, but to, to answer your question, what's the biggest thing that I've seen? It's resiliency. Yeah. Um, they've faced adversity. There's been injuries, uh, key injuries at the quarterback position. We've seen injuries across the entire roster. And it, I mean, the next man up mentality and policy here at BYU has been remarkable, but you go to the other side too, is BYU's played exceptionally well. They're five and zero, but they haven't put a complete game together. And when the unit, when, when a specific unit needs to step, step up because the other unit is struggling, it always seems to happen. And so the resiliency has been, I think, the biggest factor. And being a rivalry game today, be, yes, Boise State's 2-3, and three, but they're better than 2-3, and three, yes. in my opinion. This could be another one of those games where you need this resiliency to come to play and give BYU another victory. Well, and BYU's had really good quarterback play, so let's talk about the quarterback. If you're just joining us and had not heard, Jaron Hall will be the BYU starting quarterback today, and you will also have Jacob Conover as the backup. So no Baylor Romney today, uh, as Greg told us, the hope would be that he would be cleared to at least be available for next week at Baylor. Uh, but just your initial thoughts and what that means for this BYU offense that Jaron Hall is, is going to be active and the starter today. Yeah, so much. Um, I think this is a this is an excellent game to almost get Jaron back into it. And first off, Jaron's a competitor, right? To have him, I mean, him personally sitting out those last couple games, I know it's it's killed Jaron inside, right? Because, you know, the, the competitor mentality, you, you want to get out there. And so the fact that, you know, he's been given the starting job, he's probably anticipated this coming into this week. He's going to be ready uh, mentally, physically. He's going to be there. And, and so I think we're just excited to see him get out there. Um, but as far as the offense goes, I mean, there's a level of comfort as well. You know, Jaron, what he's done in the first three games this season um, has been a huge key component to giving BYU those three victories and having him back there. He's also a captain. Yes. Right. People view him as a leader on this team and they need him. And so with, with him back on the field, I think it just provides that level of comfort for the entire offense, for the defense as well, knowing, look, we've got the best man in the job for the job under center uh, we've done this before why not do it again and i i think it's going to give them a level of confidence that they need today so you talked about tyler algier and byu's rushing attack which has been phenomenal tyler algier coming off a career day 218 yards three touchdowns at utah state 
he was just absolutely remarkable. Boise State has struggled against the run. We know that. So I guess my question is, do you think the offense relies on the run game even more than what we've seen? Or, look, we're getting what we need by just using it the way we have through the normal course of the offense. Do you think it just goes, this is what we've normally done, we're going to stick with it? Or do you think there is a focus to run more? Yeah, in my opinion, I mean, I, I definitely think there needs to be a focus to run the ball more. Um, number one, uh, I'm a huge believer of, look, attack where Boise's weak. And if they struggle against the run, let's, you know, let's attack the run and make them make adjustments. Um, once they make adjustments, I, in my opinion, the only way that they would is that you've got to stack the box. You've got to take that away. And then you've got one-on-one matchups. And we've seen what the pass game can do in those situations. Uh, we've got the weapons there. And, and I, so I think... You, you start, yes, you, you attack the run game, and it's going to open up the, the entire playbook for the rest of the game. But also look at today as an opportunity. The conditions are, are not as favorable to pass the ball. Um, I think you take that into account and use Tyler. And if it's not Tyler, I think Lopini. Um, we, we, we heard uh, Greg talk that maybe Jackson McChesney sees his first snaps today. Um, I think that's by design, and whoever it is, right, I think the offensive line shouldn't have any issues opening up holes for the backs, um, but I think you do. I think that's going to be a focus today. And then the, the last thing, right, Jaron is coming back from an injury, um, and my take is, look, let's limit his contacts, yes. right? Um, hand the ball off when you can. If it's working, then continue to do that. Get Jaron another week to get healthy. And I, I mean, he wouldn't be starting this game if he wasn't healthy, um, but with the injury history, I think it's only going to help if you can rely on that run game, especially today. So this is something that's fun to talk about because it's been a while since we've had this as an option. But with a win today, BYU has the opportunity to go 3-0 and against the teams that it considers its rivals. What would that mean for this team and this program right now? Yes, so much. Um, I mean, when I was a player, there was such a huge focus on winning the state. Um, there's, I mean, a lot of these players, they know so many of the players at Utah State, at Utah, even at Boise. Yes, they're not considered in-state rivals, but it almost feels like it. Sure. Right? They're just right up the road. Um, and, and so there's a huge focus on winning in-state um, for so many reasons. Number one, for the players. But number two, I think it's a, it's a huge recruiting tool, right? Um, a lot of the recruits come from the same pool here in this area. And if you can declare yourself as the top, um, you know, the top school in the state, you're going to start winning those recruiting battles year over year and then giving yourself the depth and the weapons that you need from an entire team perspective um, year over year, putting yourself in a position to be more successful for years to come. And so I think this is huge, obviously, for the players, but for the long-term um, effect for the organization, I, I think it's huge, and BYU, BYU has a great opportunity today to make that happen. How many layers are you wearing right now? I think I erred on too little. Um, I've got three layers, and, and I'm thinking nervous. you should have went with four. I, so I looked at the weather. I always look at the weather forecast, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it showed 50 degrees, but this feels a lot colder than 50 degrees. I should have taken that into consideration. This feels closer um, to 30 than 50. It does. It does. So uh, air judgment on my part, but you know what? It's I'm hoping the energy in the stadium. They've got to bring it tonight, uh, or bring it today. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping to get warm from, from the energy from the stadium. Yes, hopefully the, say that. the game action is so hot. And the BYU yep. offense is just clicking that it just warms everybody's, uh, you know, warms the spirit of Absolutely. everyone. That's, that's what I'm hoping for you as you roam the sidelines. 
Mitch, great stuff as always. Great insight, and uh, we'll hear you with Greg and Riley on the broadcast. Thanks, Jason. You bet. On the other side, what does Boise State head coach Andy Avalos think of this BYU team? That's next on Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. BYU and Boise State coming your way in just a little bit from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU 10th ranked and 5-0. and The Broncos 2-3 and heading into today's game in Provo. Cougar pregame live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Earlier this week, Broncos head coach Andy Avalos met with the BYU media via the teleconference and at 2-3, and three, this is certainly not what Boise State is used to and I asked Coach Avalos how he views his program through five games. We're definitely in the middle of uh, reestablishing this foundation and growing and building, you know, within our program, the pillars that, that we're going we're gonna to continue to build on through the course of this year and next year and in the years to come. So we're establishing a certain level of, of discipline and accountability that comes to competing every single day, every single play, and working to create that consistency and what that looks like. You know, and it was interesting when he talked about that in terms of the culture and the consistency. I mean, the team that he uh, took over, it, it's not like it was an extremely young team. So I'm, I was a bit surprised that that's something that he – and obviously any time a coach comes in, they're going to want to put their stamp on it and they're going to want to do those types of things. But I did not expect uh, that that was going to be something that he felt he needed to do coming into this team, essentially uh, with, with a lot of veterans on, uh, on this roster. But he obviously knows this team much better than we do. Also, Coach Avalos talked about what he sees from this year's BYU team. You know, Kalani's done an unbelievable job building that program and, you know, bringing it to where it is, you know, even last year what they were able to do and, and obviously continuing that on this year. Um, he's done an unbelievable job creating a foundation there over the course of the years. And, and so they're pretty balanced on both both sides of the ball. They do a good job on both sides of the ball in the run game and the pass game. Um, they, they've got elite players. They've been able to do it with multiple quarterbacks. And so that being said, you know, that tells you that they're doing all the little things right. And Coach Avalos is no stranger to taking on BYU. He is a former Bronco player. He's also a defensive coordinator at Boise State. He was also a defensive coordinator uh, at Oregon State. That's where he was prior to coming back to Boise as the head coach. So he certainly is well aware of what BYU brings. Now, Kalani Satake earlier in the week had mentioned that he hopes this rivalry continues even once BYU moves on to the Big 12. Coach Avalos agrees. It's my first year as a head coach here, but I've played against BYU as a Boise State player all the way back in the early 2000s and coached a lot against them prior to leaving. So this series has been unbelievable for this region. It's always a tough-fought game, a very physical game. I think it's a game from both fan bases that, um, you know, people, you know, look forward to every year from the fan base standpoint. So, yeah, it's an unbelievable regional rivalry game that hopefully, uh, you know, as the years go on, we can continue the opportunity. And remember, this was a 12-year deal that these teams had signed, and I think they even extended it. I need to go back and look exactly to see what the current contract situation is between these two teams. But they're obviously scheduled to play each other for uh, years to come. So they're certainly not saying that it can't happen. 
but with BYU going into the Big 12 and the conference games eating up a lot of the schedule, you're just going to have to weigh uh, really not just the Boise State game, but all of the quote-unquote rivalry games that the Cougars have on a yearly basis to just see where they fit uh, in terms of BYU scheduling moving forward. Now, with BYU's quarterback situation up in the air at that point, uh, the Broncos have had to prepare for three quarterbacks this week. We found out Jaron Hall's going to be the starter, but Coach Avalos discussed the challenge of during the week preparing for a guy that they didn't know yet. They'll all operate the offense effectively. We know that. We all know they're very capable, uh, some a little bit more athletic than the others uh, in terms of the quarterback run game and having to worry about things like that and account for that number. You know, week in and week out when teams have multiple quarterbacks, that's usually the case uh, that, that one you, you definitely got to account for in the run game. Finally, his keys to the game. This is Coach Avalos and what he feels is important for his team today. In this game, it always comes down to the line of scrimmage. Um, it's a physical game. This is always they're, – they're a physical program. This is going to be a physical game at the line of scrimmage. Who is able to establish the line of scrimmage? You know, who is able to take care of the football better and the explosive plays? And, and then the last thing I would say is the game has always changed on special teams. This is certainly a game where I think physicality is going to play a big role. Coach Avalos talked about it. And we've seen this in every game – that BYU has played this season. And, and it really, we've talked about this on multiple broadcasts, BYU's goal going into every game is to be the more physical team, to be the bigger, stronger, more physical team. That's not going to change against Boise State. Now, obviously, Boise State gets some athletes as well. Their offensive line is still big. BYU on both sides of the ball should have the advantage today, both in terms of overall size, in terms of physicality, and quite frankly, they should also have the advantage in terms of being proven uh we talked with pete cavender the analyst for boise state the offensive line has struggled the defensive line has struggled against the run for boise state this is where byu really should control this game is on the offensive line and the defensive line so pay attention to both of those today that will give us a pretty good indicator on how this game is going based off of how byu's offensive and defensive lines perform all right when we come back we'll check out some other action in college football this is cougar pregame live on the new skin byu sports network you're tuned to cougar pregame live on the new skin byu sports network now back to your host jason shepherd Final segment of Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We'll get to some scores coming up in just a second. Overcast skies, uh, cool temperatures. The temperature during the game is supposed to stay right in the mid to upper 40s, but there obviously is a chance for precipitation. There's a light drizzle going on right now. It will be interesting to see exactly how much that affects the overall uh, performance on the field for both teams so uh, if you are uh, not at the stadium yet but are on your way uh, please make sure you bundle up because it is uh, certainly chilly here on this Saturday afternoon all right speaking of Saturday afternoon uh, the game that is preceding ours on national ABC is number 21 Texas and number six Oklahoma and this one really from the get-go has been about the Longhorns. They lead 41-23 with 2.45 to go in the third quarter. So if our game gets pushed at all, you can blame the Longhorns and the Sooners. 
Other action in top 25. Number seven, Ohio State, destroying Maryland right now. It is 56-17 in the third quarter in favor of the Buckeyes. Also, number 11, Michigan State, with a 28-13 lead on the road at Rutgers and a very close game between number 17, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. It is 38-31 in favor of Ole Miss. They are in the fourth quarter, 12.50 to go in that game. Also underway, number 20, Florida, leading Vanderbilt 42 to nothing is your score in the third quarter. All right, that is going to do it for Cougar pregame live. Just a quick tease to Cougar halftime live. Be joined by BYU TV analyst as well as former BYU linebacker David Nixon. He will join me to break down the first half. So that's coming up at uh, Cougar on Cougar Halftime Live. We'll also update you on a lot of the other top 25 games that have yet to kick off. So that's all coming up on Cougar Halftime Live. But coming up next, it is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel and Kalani Satake. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to preview today's matchup with head coach Kalani Sataki. It's the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Zions Bank. For banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. Also brought to you by Big O Tires. Stop by a local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Let's join Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. For the first time in the 2021 college football season, we get to say good afternoon, Cougar football fans, for a Saturday matinee featuring the 10th-ranked BYU Cougars and the unranked Boise State Broncos. The Cougars looking for a third straight win over the Broncos, a sixth straight win to open this season, and an eighth consecutive win dating back to last season. A victory would also be BYU's 14th consecutive home win, closing in on the all-time school record of 18 straight wins at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Let's pause. Ten seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. I am your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel. With me, the former BYU quarterback, the slinging, scrambling southpaw, Riley Nelson. And uh, Riley, even though it's a, a soggy and chilly weekend, there's nothing like afternoon football. The changing of the weather, the changing of the colors on the mountains all tell us it's coming up on crunch time in the college football campaign. BYU will today hit the halfway mark in the 2021 regular season. And the Cougs have a chance uh, to make the turn with both an undefeated record and a top 10 ranking standing in the way. The regional rivals from Boise State, what a setup for game six. It most definitely is, and uh, I think this BYU team is well positioned to be able to come out victorious, but they cannot overlook the Broncos. They are not the Broncos of old, uh, but they are definitely still formidable. It's a team that has suffered some close losses, feels backed into a corner, and would love to play spoiler here here today. Excited to see BYU stymie that attempt to spoil their their so far perfect season by getting it taking care of business today. Well, for a third straight week, BYU's quarterback situation is the prevailing storyline. First, it was Jaron Hall out, Baylor Romney in. Then, it was Baylor Romney out, Jacob Conover in. 
Now it's Romney remaining out and Jaron Hall getting back. Jaron Hall will be the starter at quarterback today for BYU. We'll hear all that Kalani has to say about that when we come back after this as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. Your pregame coaches show continues. Once again, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We are live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium in picturesque Provo as BYU's five-game stay in the Beehive State draws to a close with Boise State in town. Since playing their opener in Las Vegas, the Cougs have played within the state of Utah in five consecutive weeks. Home games with Utah, Arizona State, and South Florida. A road game at Utah State. And now this afternoon's battle with the Broncos. After today, the schedule gets road-heavy. Four of BYU's last six regular season games will be out of state with back-to-back games at Baylor and Washington State kicking off the back half of the schedule over the next two weeks. As for today, it's BYU's third rivalry game of the season. Having dispatched Utah and Utah State, it's the 5-0 and 10th-ranked Cougs playing for the sweep against the Broncos. Boise 2-3 for the first time since 2001. For the third straight week, the identity of BYU's starting quarterback is a question mark or was coming into today. The QB room has been hard, hit hard by injury as Jaron Hall left the Arizona State game with an upper body injury. Then after starting the USF and Utah State games, replacement Baylor Romney left the game in Logan with a head injury. He was replaced by Jacob Conover. Then he and Hall split prep time this week ahead of the Boise State game. So who gets the nod under center today? I asked head coach Kalani Sitake when we chatted a short time ago in the BYU locker room. Jaron Hall will be our starter today and uh, be backed up by Jacob Conover and our third quarterback will be Sojay uh, Mayava. So that that's going to be the deal. And Baylor uh, not able to go this weekend and uh, hopefully we get him back next week. Great. And Jaron has gone a couple weeks without needing to play, so it's been good healing time for him. Yeah, and he looked great in, in practice all week. And so, um, you know, we're really excited about the game plan and, and, and how he fits into it. And uh, really looking forward to seeing him get back on the field where he belongs. Give us a sense of what it's been like for Jaron to not ha- be able to play for a few weeks. Well, he's, he's super anxious. Like, he wants to get on the field. So there's more this sense of urgency that you're feeling from him. And, and uh, what we want him to do is just settle down, relax, and play the game like he's done earlier. Um, earlier in the year, you know, and, and it's got nothing to prove other than just going out there and, and running the offense. Uh, we know Boise's going to have a lot of different things. Um, I, I believe they're going to try to stop the run and going to do a lot of different things on defense that we may not have seen even in the weeks before, but uh, I think Jaron's got the, the, the right training and he's got the right talent to, to put us in a position to score a lot of points. Let's remember the reasons Jaron was your number one coming into the season. He is the complete package. Is he limited in any way from being Jaron Hall? Not from what we see and not from what he's feeling and he feels great. Um, you know, this week he felt great and, and uh, I'm glad that we had, uh, you know, the right the right decision to, to hold him off from, from trying to hurry back too quickly. And, uh, you know, patience was good for us and, and hopefully it will give us some, some great rewards uh, today in this game. And I'm sure you're glad your quarterback room is as deep as it is because you've got great play from everyone who played in that spot. Yeah, and, and you know, I think um, – I don't think people understand how really good Jacob Conover is as a player and the improvement that we saw from him this week. And he's taken every advantage of the reps that he's getting. And, it, I mean, we felt really comfortable with him being the guy this weekend, you know. And uh, Jaron was able to practice. But uh, we feel good about those guys. And, and same thing for Soldier. I think uh, once they get in there, they get the training and they get the reps, uh, you can see a huge increase in their ability to make plays. You get James Empey back this week. Yeah, that's going to be huge for us. And, uh, you know, 
know, gives us some depth. I think Connor can play, obviously play center and guard. And, and uh, we have, uh, you know, a bunch of guys that we feel really comfortable with at the O-line. But it's good to get James back. He's played a lot of games for us and started a lot of games. And he's a captain, so it's nice to get him back on the field. You're still down to tight end slash fullback in Mason Wake. Is he coming along? Does, it, does he get back soon, do you think? Or? I think he'll be ready. For, probably, I, I'm, I'm hoping for next week. Uh, this week we try to give it a shot. And, and I, I think this is one of those moments where we had to just do the right thing and, and hold him off to next week and I, I think it'll pay off for him it'll, it'll keep him safe and then give him another week to get better is, is Boise State's two and three record a little deceptive do you think yeah definitely you see some of the teams that they've played they played some uh, you know, a tough schedule and and uh, the opportunities to to win those games that they had I mean that's uh, I think they've had some some having to deal with injuries they've had to deal with a lot of different things going on and um we know we know a little bit about that as well so uh you know we see a lot of talent we see a lot of playmaking ability from the, from our side in scouting them and uh you know our, our focus is to is to perform at our best and make sure that we do all the little things right and to put ourselves in, in position to, to win this game the numbers say you can run on boise yeah, and, and, and they, they know that too. So, I mean, everybody's got the analytics, and so I think everyone's going to find ways to, to take something away, and we'll do the same thing to them. And uh, it's just a matter of us when we have those opportunities to make big plays is capitalizing on, on what they're trying to take away and what they're giving us. And the numbers say Boise can throw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's uh, you know, uh, obviously we're going to try to stop that too, but there's a, there's a lot of different ways to, to go about it. And I think for us defensively, uh, it comes down to our, our, our players using the right technique and being on the same page, no, no mistakes as far as assignments, and then uh, executing with the right fundamentals. I think, I think the key will be tackling well, a uh, good pad level, and making sure that we execute the technique in our assignments. Is Khalil Shakir as good an individual in an isolated spot as there is maybe? Oh yeah, he's such a he's a he's an I think he's an all around player. Uh, obviously, they use him in a wildcat position. They use him fly sweep. They've even brought him motioned him back in the backfield as a running back and ran the ball with him. Um, so he can play slot. He can play out in the flanker. He can play out in split end. So he does a lot of different things. And they move him around. And that's what you do with a great athlete. Uh, find different mismatches that you can kind of expose the defense. And we have to be aware of where he's going to be at every play and, and, and we have an, uh, a plan for that and hopefully it works out. Winning up at Boise State meant so much to this program last year. What is Boise Week like uh, in the BYU football building this week? Yeah, it's, it's another game that we're familiar with our opponent and, and a lot of attention goes to our guys knowing what we can do against this team, knowing uh, being familiar with who the people are that they're going against, that we see them mostly every year, you know, and uh, so our players are excited for the challenge. I, I think uh, for us, it's going to come down to, to us at the O-line and D-line trying to control the line of scrimmage. We can do that. I, I have a good feeling about it. And finally, it's it's a little cool, a little cloudy, maybe a little wet, but it's it's fall football on a Saturday afternoon. How great is this? Yeah, really excited about the game and, and just really excited that we wake up and the game's right around the corner, right? And then uh, on on the other game days when it's been the night games, not no complaints, but you, we knew that there'd be a long time of waiting and, um, and preparation. And so this one is just honest quickly just like last week the game was on Friday I thought the guys responded the right way and then hopefully they'll respond the right way to this game I've been really pleased with the leadership on this team and the focus and I'm really excited to see the guys perform under under the sun or under the overcast (laughs) yeah in the daytime (laughs) yeah Uh, Kalani I'm excited too thank you for the preview we'll talk to you post game good luck let's go thanks go Cougs that is head coach Kalani Sitake this has been the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show For banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Kickoff Show is coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
kickoff is just around the corner. You're tuned to the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show. The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Kickoff Show is also brought to you by Bailey's Moving. We move with you every step of the way since 1952. Also by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Let's head live to the Built Bar broadcast booth alongside Riley Nelson. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hello and good afternoon once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Lovell Edwards Stadium where today the number 10 BYU Cougars play to go 6-0 for the sixth time all time. It is BYU hosting Boise State in the continuation of an annual rivalry that has been contested in each of the last 10 seasons. How much longer it will continue yearly is a matter of some discussion with the new Big 12 scheduling protocol to be introduced in 2023. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. It is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel and Riley Nelson with you from our Built Bar broadcast booth. The ovation in the background is as they've just introduced Jaron Hall as the starting quarterback here today. The crowd got a little loud when Tyler Algier's picture popped up and then even louder when Jaron Hall's image was shown on the brand new video board. So yes, indeed, everyone knows now. We told you a short time ago, and that is Jaron Hall will start at QB here today. Well, Greg Grubel and Riley Nelson with you here from our Built Bar broadcast booth. Former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens reporting for us from field level and in the Zions Bank end zone. For banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. Our booth host is Jason Shepard. Our engineer, Michael Wimmer. Our statistician, Ralph Sokolowski. Our spotters, McKay Perry. Our Cougar Canyon engineer, Barry Squires. Our in-studio engineer, Sean Fade. Coordinating producers, Terry South. Our control board operators, Corbin Radford and Tanner Graff. Our broadcast interns are Trevor Rich in the stadium and Bryce Noakes at the studio. Our stats interns today are Bradley Brown and Samuel Cowart. Great to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 and 89.1 FM HD2. Our Salt Lake City flagship is KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are heard on the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, the BYU Game Day app, the KSL app, as well as on BYURadio.org and BYUCougars.com slash live radio. In addition to our great over-the-air network affiliates in the Intermountain West, be sure that you get as well the BYU Football Podcast for your broadcast archives and highlights. You can also get those on the BYU Radio app. Just search for BYU Sports and find the BYU Football Games. Well, one of these weeks... BYU's starting quarterback situation will not be the main storyline, but it's been that way since the end of the Arizona State game when uh, Jaron Hall took a hard hit late in that contest. But even as the Cougs have rotated quarterbacks and the offensive linemen in front of the quarterbacks have been shuffling in and out, the team has just kept on winning. Riley, there's no better indicator of depth than the roster in 2021. Very important players have gone down on both sides of the ball, and yet... There's been either minimal drop-off or the absence has simply been camouflaged by the caliber of play from surrounding teammates. Either way, BYU's for the time being winning the war of attrition. Greg, I do feel like uh, the quarterback st- the starting quarterback situation at BYU has been the storyline for like the last maybe 40 years. <laughs> so I don't know if that's going away anytime soon. But no, listen, depth and replacing injury. People used to think of suffering injuries as being a matter of good or bad luck, right? If you're healthy, oh, you've had a spot of good luck by avoiding those. And if, you know, you're somewhat depleted, you've had a spot of bad luck. Uh, 
Coach Sitake and this BYU program has proved it's just the opposite. It was something they fell victim to years ago. They made dedicated efforts in their recruiting and their player development to increase the depth. I would say, in fact, we have obviously observed that the number of injuries has not necessarily gone down, especially at significant positions, but the quality and caliber of player who has stepped in to replace that starter who has gone down has most definitely mm. gone up, and BYU is seeing the fruits of that labor this season. We will have more of the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show right after this, but before the break, we'll remind you to stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for the lowest price on every tire, plus no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues after this, live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues. Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth with Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU and Boise State straight ahead. 10th-ranked Cougs playing for a third straight win over the Broncos. The all-time series remains in Boise's favor, 7-4. Here in Provo, though, BYU leads three games to two. Last year in Boise, the then ninth-ranked Cougs tuned up Boise State 51-17. On that night, there were a few thousand fans only inside a largely empty Albertson Stadium. Today, LaBelle Albert Stadium is sold out. The, the wet, cold weather might keep maybe just a handful of fans away, but basically we're talking full house here today, and the atmosphere should be pretty special as the Cougs play their last home game before a two-game road swing. Let's revisit for a moment BYU's quarterback call today. Jaron Hall last took a game snap and last took a hit 21 days ago. He's been nursing an upper body injury that uh, may, may not feel great this year, as even as he's playing games, so he'll presumably be dealing with some pain when he does play, but if he's not compromised in his ability to do the job, uh, pain's a manageable factor, I suppose. But if he can't be Jaron Hall, like truly Jaron Hall, then, you know, there's almost no point in him being out there. So the fact they put him out there means that, yeah, he's going to look like the guy we saw before. But, Riley, you played through pain and through injury at the quarterback spot. You have a better perspective uh, than most, clearly, on how BYU's handled Jaron Hall and how the offense has been run with backups in the game. Greg, I think you're right on in that they put Jaron out there expecting him to be the Jaron of old. But... I think the game plan from game to game dictates what is demanded of each different player. And that's not just the quarterback. That has to do with the offensive line. It has to do with running backs, wide receivers from game to game. It may be more heavy, you know, maybe facing a blitz team, which presents a bigger challenge to the offensive line. Maybe it's a team that's you have opportunities in the past, so more wide receivers need to get involved in the game plan. So um, we will I, – I wonder, with Boise State's shown inability to stop the run, I wonder if Jaron will be needed much, where he was most definitely needed against Utah and Arizona State to get out there and make plays with their feet. I wonder if this offensive line, the guys up front and the stable of running backs, are going to be able to get the rushing game to allow Jaron to do what he does best, and that's manage the game pre-snap, avoid any kind of penalties or mistakes, and distribute the ball to the plethora of playmakers that BYU has on the offensive side of the football. Time now for today's Hyatt Place Comfort Zone feature at Hyatt Place Provo. Your safety and comfort will always be our highest priority. And today we focus on how the Cougars get comfortable by getting out in front. BYU has scored first in each of the last seven games. Not surprisingly, BYU's won all seven. Under Kalani Sitake, BYU has a 27-6 and record and has won 13 straight games when simply opening the scoring. 
whether it's taking the ball first or opening up on defense, Riley, BYU finds a way to take control of a game and just not give it back. They do, and they don't get out. They're not sprinters. They are, but I wouldn't say, you know, whether they're the tortoise or the hare, I, I don't know that they're either, but what they are is methodical and procedural. They get They take care of business early in the game, and they don't, you know, maybe they're not increasing their lead the entire game. We've talked about it in previous games where there seems to be some point in the second half where they're tested. But in each one of those opportunities, they've responded and uh, answered the bell. So, uh, but you cannot understate the psychological effect that coming out and scoring first. And keep in mind, Greg, it hasn't always been the offense taking the ball and marching down the field. We've yep. seen turnovers uh, both on special teams and defense that have set up that first score regardless. Regardless of how it comes, they've found a way to do it every game so far, and hopefully they can find a way to do it here today. All right, we're back with more of the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium right after this break on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Getting you geared up for game time. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Coming up, 5-0 BYU hosting 2-3 Boise State. Lots of attention on who's taking snaps for BYU today. It will be Jaron Hall to start the game. But uh, it's arguably, as if not more important, the fact that the QB will be handing off to one of the best backs in the game. Tyler Algier, top 10 in rushing yards per game right now nationally, top 50 in yards per carry. He's 138 rushing yards from 2000 for his career. Boise, meantime, one of the most porous rush defenses in the country. Around 100th in yards per game and yards per carry allowed. And by way of comparison, a Utah State team that averaged less than a yard per rush against BYU, well, they bullied Boise for 235 rushing yards. On top of that, Boise missing a handful of starters on both sides of the ball today. Riley with the QB situation less than optimal, although Jaron is back and you hope he looks like himself and, and the Jaron Hall of old. And weather being what it might be if things get a little wet later on, as you kind of alluded to earlier, uh, this could be a day to, to pound on the ground. I definitely wouldn't be disappointed if it were because I love watching Tyler Algier run the football. I also love watching these five guys up front work uh good to see james empey back you mentioned that earlier in the broadcast so you've got the center the leader the senior statesman back on the on the offensive front one of the things that i'll look for if they do go run heavy is will they distribute the carries maybe throughout some other running backs where we've seen tyler algier very heavy the last couple of weeks does lopini get a few more handoffs do we maybe see some of the first carries of the season for jackson mcchesney or hinkley rapati uh if it is going to be that run heavy of a game with jaron hall coming back i don't know that they'll go so so heavy into it but uh, if they do I think it, due to all the elements of the Boise State defense there's opportunity for great success all right so Jaron Hall's back work run game is working well Boise can't defend the run really well Boise is missing George Holani starting tailback missing a wide receiver and CT Thomas missing a couple of linemen on the offensive front missing both starting cornerbacks today all these things in play and yet I'm still really anxious uh, because it's Boise State, right? I mean, even though Boise's 2-3 and three doesn't look maybe quite right, it's still a team that historically has given BYU trouble. And even when things look like it's going to be, say, heavily Boise State favored, BYU ends up making it a one-play game at the end. I just it, It's a weird feeling, a weird vibe, thinking that, wow, a lot of things are kind of going BYU's way going into today. Well, and to me, this is thinking about, you know, a lot of the top – 
top top programs right like think about an Alabama and you often think like well they've been they lose so few games and they're undefeated most seasons and all that the pressure builds when you're five and the pressure going into six and oh I don't care if we we're playing Boise State if we were playing the old Vandals of Idaho you know who've dropped down to the FCS um, the the pressure the inherent pressure on yourself to perform regardless of the opponent is still there especially when you're dealing with to me Boise is like an injured they're like an injured lion, right? They're How's not what they once were, but they still they still have it in them. It's still in their DNA to be able to beat any team on any given day. And uh, I do think the maturity of this BYU team, though, will overcome any potential overlooking of their opponent. Yeah, not a lot that BYU's faced this season that hasn't already prepared them for the kind of game like the one BYU will play today. Coming up, we'll head down to field level and hear from Mitchell Jurgens after we tell you that mouth-watering Hawaiian-style food is just minutes away from Lavelle Edwards Stadium for fresh-off-the-grill chicken, teriyaki steak, and sizzling shrimp coconut island grill has the island flavors your mouth has been waiting for. Text the word coconut. That's with a K, not C's, okay? The, you, you put the K's where the C's are. Text the word COCONUT to 833-530-0682. I'll say it again. 833-530-0682. Text the word COCONUT to get a free drink with your next meal. Again, that's the word COCONUT with two K's to 833-520-0682. 833-520-0682. The BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show continues after this. Live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Let's get back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 10th ranked BYU and Boise State uh, kicking just after the bottom of the hour here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Can I share a word about Coconut Island Grill, by the way? Talked about them before the break. I went into Coconut Island Grill this week and had not, not just the Locomoco, the double Loco Moco. Wow. That's that, a, Greg, that's impressive. Yeah, that's everything you get in a Loco Moco. Just, just, just times it by two, and then you take it home because you're not going to finish it all in one sitting. And I had some the next day as well, to be certain. All right, let's pause for a moment now. The colors have been brought out. We will pause for our national anthem here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What a great day for football. This says fall. 
You can't even see the Y on the mountain right now for how low the clouds are, which is kind of a cool vista in and of itself. But you can see the, the leaves on the trees have changed color on the mountain. And the clouds are low right now. They've not brought any serious rain yet, but there is some rain or a chance of it in the forecast. A little breezy right now, so very gray, very overcast. The lights are on, even though we're in the middle of the afternoon. It's a fall football Saturday, and for the first time this year, Riley, it's a Saturday afternoon of football. Every game we've called so far uh, this season is kicked off at either uh, 8 p.m. Well, 8 p.m. or later for four of the five kicks. And last week's game was the early kick of 7 o'clock in Logan. So here we are, get to get up early, get right in the car, head to the stadium, and have some afternoon football. Yeah, it's great that, uh, you know, for family, we know there's tons of BYU fans that have families out there, and the whole family will be able to stay up and enjoy, right? It gets really hard when you get when halftime's happening at about 10:30 to stay up for the for the second half, especially for those young Cougar fans out there. But with today, you can make a, a whole. It's almost like a holiday in and of itself because you can make the whole day and center it around uh, the game here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And for those that are joining us that don't get to be in the stadium, you get to you know be with us the whole time and not have to. See you know, supplement with maybe a caffeinated drink or something to make it to the end. You should be able to get it on a full tank of gas. Whether you're in the stadium watching and listening to us uh, on your earbuds with an app or whether you're at home listening, uh, in the car, uh, watching and listening while you turn down the sound and sync up. However you're with us, it is great to have you as part of our audience this afternoon. While the Cougs play for a 14th consecutive home victory, the record's 18 games in a row here at home. Uh, it was set during three undefeated seasons from 2006 through 2008. BYU's current home win streak is tied for fourth longest in the FBS. BYU's overall win streak of seven straight is tied for sixth longest. We ended the last segment uh, talking about the productive and punishing BYU ground game and how Boise struggles to stop the run. Conversely, Boise State really struggles to move the ball on the ground. Broncos rank 127th in rush yards per game, 128th in rush yards per carry, and lead running back George Holani is not going to play today, they say. But Boise has a gunslinger at quarterback. Quarterback Hank Bachmeyer, top 10 in passing yards per game. Khalil Shakir, explosive wideout, 11th nationally in receiving yards per game. Let's head down now to field level. And former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens. Mitch reporting from the Zions Bank end zone for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. And Mitch, yes, the Boise pass game is a handful, but I know the Cougs like their chances against the aerial attack if BYU can succeed in shutting down the ground game and making the Broncos one-dimensional, much as BYU did to Utah State last week in Logan. You eliminate the surprise factor on defense as you have a better idea on how to best defend the next play that's coming, especially in those key situations. Um, on top of that, conditions here in Provo will only help BYU's chances as rainy games make the pass game that much harder to ex execute. So, so where Boise will most likely find success tonight, it's going to be a difficult task for Bachmeyer in these wet conditions, as well as playing in an environment where opposing teams coming to Lavelle Edwards Stadium have struggled due to the noise and energy this stadium brings. And, and to be honest, with a 5-0 start for the number 10 team in the country against another rivalry game today, I don't foresee that environment being any different or less challenging for Boise today as the energy and noise will be felt. That is Mitchell Jerkins. Mitchell, thank you. Coming up next, Riley Nelson's keys to this game, the coin toss and the opening kickoff. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show, live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar fans, it's time to gear up and get ready for some BYU sports. The BYU Store.